Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, everybody. Welcome back to a very special episode of Mamba Moments. We have here today... Lindsay Gottlieb, unbelievable guest. Anyone listening to this knows Kobe's love and support of the women's game, particularly with his daughter, Gigi Bryant, poised to have been a superstar. That's why I'm so excited to have Lindsay Gottlieb, recently hired head coach of the USC women's basketball team here. I'm usually wearing a polo, got the Trojan shirt today, and also the (laughs) first NCAA women's basketball coach to ever be brought on as an assistant with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So Lindsay, how are you and how are you feeling about the new gig so far? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm just, I'm still blown away by this opportunity at USC. Uh, I, I'm, I, I think I'm just totally motivated and excited to coach the young woman we have and to build something special going forward. So it's been a wild two months, definitely not uh, the NBA offseason as I was maybe expecting, but uh, life takes some crazy turns and I'm just, I'm really excited to be back in the, the women's college game and, and to be here at USC. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. And so particularly your time with the Cleveland Cavaliers and your success there in the NBA, you know, you got to work with some, we'll call them Kobe disciples like Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr., uh, some guys like Kevin Love who are known fans of Kobe. So I was wondering, you know, whether it was through Kobe's passing, just being the assistant coach, were there any really amazing Kobe Bryant stories you heard, ways Kobe brought you all together or particular insights that you found interesting? Well, I think, um, you know, my Kobe stories and and I think what speaks sort of to his legacy is how so many people have their own unique stories. Right. Um, Because I actually think he's this was this larger than life figure that actually had the ability to make you feel like you were important uh, when you were in his presence. So uh, my first one is actually when I was an assistant coach at Cal all the way back. I was trying to, to, to learn everything I could about the triangle offense and I got a chance to go to Lakers training camp. Uh, hooked on with Kurt Rambis and Phil Jackson and, and, and Kobe was on the team. And I was trying to be you know, learning the, the, the offense. And all I wanted to do was just stare at this young guy, you know, and see what he did and, and see how he worked. Um, so that was kind of my first moment of his sort of gravitational pull. Um, and then later on, when I was the head coach at Cal, I went to a coaching clinic in Southern California, you know, Kobe was close with the, the head coach at Vanguard, a man by the name of Russ Davis. And so um, you know, Kobe spoke at the clinic, which was super cool. And then we all kind of like lined up after to have our moment to take a photo and say hello. And as I introduced myself. I said, hi, you know, I'm, I'm Lindsay, um, head coach at Cal. And he kind of cut me off and said, I know who you are. I follow you on Twitter and read all your stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, Kobe just said, I know who you are. Um, so those were kind of my own personal moments uh, with him. And then, you, you know, you realize he kind of had that impact on, on a lot of people, you know, where he made them feel important. Um, going to the NBA, I think what I was struck by is, you know, he was your favorite basketball player's favorite basketball player, right? I mean, the, the way that other NBA players looked up to him was pretty incredible. Um, and so, uh, you know, JC and Larry were both, you know, with him, uh, in, in LA for that final season. Um, and and just to kind of just be around our players, um, when the news hit of, of Kobe's, you know, passing and Gigi's passing, I think that's something I'll never forget because you kind of were in that club. I was in that club of people who were most closely just kind of impacted and to see the, the real emotion and, and, and these, you know, famous basketball players and how, how much it, 
it struck them. I mean, uh, that that was something I think that I'll never forget. Uh, and then we also had, a, had one colleague, JJ Outlaw, who coached Kobe for five years in 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 uh, Los Angeles, and he told me just a lot of stories about the mentality and how how hard Kobe worked and how much film he wanted to watch and all of that. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing because, you know, part of the thing on this podcast is sort of that influx of Kobe stories and how uh, we got to keep hearing those because they've always been so motivational and inspirational. So always amazing to to hear new ones. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Another moment with Kobe of yours that I really wanted to ask about is when you were coach of the California Golden Bears, uh, Talia Caldwell wrote a piece for the New York Times that before a Final Four game, Kobe gave a message to the team and, you know, it was like a grainy message on the cell phone 2013. And so I was wondering actually what that message said was going to ask. Yeah. And how, how the message came to be, how it all kind of came together. Oh yeah. That was, I can't believe I didn't tell that one first. That's crazy. Um, And we still have it. Um, So when we were, it was actually when we were trying to advance, uh, I believe to the sweet 16 in the year that ultimately became the final four. And we were on the road and uh, I got a message from back uh, from back at Cal that Kobe was there, you know, with the Lakers and he was uh, in the midst of an ankle injury. And, and being Kobe, he wanted to get extra treatment or do anything he could, um, you know, to get back healthy and get the edge. And so I think they were in town to play the Warriors. And he was looking for a place that had an aqua therapy. And so, you know, Cal had one of the underwater treadmills or what have you, and he wanted to get a workout in or use the equipment. And so I guess um, the people who let him into the building said, hey, of course, you know, you know, I'll come in late. I'll let you in. But, you know, we do have a women's basketball team that's about to play a really big game uh, to it. Maybe it was our Elite Eight game to advance to the Final Four. And could you uh, uh, would you mind, you know, reaching out to them or would you, you know, he said, how can I thank you guys? And they said, we have a women's basketball team, you know, playing. Can you send a message? And so I got this message on my phone from Kobe saying, you know, you know, to the Cal women's team, just wanted to thank you for letting me use the facilities. Uh, and, and I hear you, you got a really big game today, you know, go crush it. It was, it was unbelievable. Wow. So I played it for the team that morning at breakfast and you would have thought we had just won the national championship. I mean, they were so pumped. And so we all joked about that was our, that was our little uh, hidden good luck charm, you know, of how we uh, gave us the extra little motivation to make it to the final four. Wow. That's an amazing story. And, and that's definitely uh, one of the rarer Kobe stories to actually know what he said and for him to appreciate that. That's really, really cool. So to get a little bit deeper, obviously we know, you know, Kobe's connection to the women's game and particularly in his post basketball years, how much he was trying to influence the game. So one question I wanted to ask just with your insight and, and your own connection and the success within the women's game is, do you think it was simply Kobe having daughters that influenced his love and wanting to influence the women games? Or did you ever have conversations or insights that there was something deeper there as well? Uh, so I think, I mean, this is just my take, right? This is my perception of it from my, my seat kind of close by. Uh, I do think it was his, his next act, right? I think that, um, as, as many of us noticed from studying, you know, this is a brilliant man, right? He was brilliant on the basketball court, but, uh, but in every way off the court as well, you know, from his experiences living in Italy and speaking multiple languages to his, you know, kind of eye for art and like where he was going. I, I think he, he was ready to do the next thing after basketball and have as much of an impact away from basketball. 
And I think it was, you know, his daughters and particularly Gigi with her love of the game and her drive that kind of shifted him into that world of youth basketball, particularly girls basketball and coaching. And so I think that's what kind of drew him back to the game um, and and kind of changed, you know, changed him uh, and, and, and made him someone, you know, I think what, what was his persona as a player, which was, you know, like, I'm going to be so driven and I'm not going to have friends and I'm going to be this ultra competitor, which was what made him the Mamba. I think in this, this idea of his second act as um, a coach, it was his willingness to help everybody. And what I think, again, from my vantage point is I have a lot of contact with younger girls, particularly on the West coast who play basketball and the impact that they have felt from Kobe the dad from Kobe, the basketball coach, not just Kobe, the Mamba, you know, the player it's, it's both. I I cannot overstate that impact. I mean, there are so many girls who he touched work ethic. I mean, he really empowered them. Um, they, they, they got to work out with him. They got to see him work out with girls. Like they, they matter to him in which case I think they believe in their worth as basketball players. Are some of them going to become WMA players? Maybe, but many won't, but this idea that they, you know, we're believed in. I, I think there's no question that from that vantage point, that kind of second act or next act for him was was incredibly powerful and will have ripple effects on youth basketball, particularly on the West Coast and in, in, in the girls game for many, many years to come. Absolutely. No, that's incredible insight. Really appreciate you sharing that. Uh, Not sure there's many people I could go to for better insight on it than that. And also I'll mention it again at the end of the the podcast, but all proceeds that I'm personally able to make will go to the Mamba and Mamba Cita Sports Foundation, uh, which is just an incredible charity supporting exactly what we're talking about here. And uh, one other idea Kobe spoke about that I wanted to ask you about, the final Kobe Bryant article released during his lifetime was by CNN uh, four days before the tragedy saying he believes that women can and will one day play in the NBA. Well, this was obviously partially setting up Gigi, something his trainer, Tim Grover, later admitted this is part of what he was trying to do. Um, Do you believe that this concept is feasible and what is a way that we can possibly get there? I know I agree with it, especially with, you know, what Sabrina Ionescu is doing in the NBA. Uh, her game winners would translate anywhere, but would love to hear your perspective on that. I mean, I, I think, you know, we need to focus on women's basketball and, you know, kind of getting the, the attention it deserves, um, getting the growth that we all know it can still attain. Um, like that's where my mind is. I, I, I believe in the synergy between men's and women's basketball, between the WNBA and the NBA, men's and women's college. It's it's funny, my life this last two months coming from the NBA back to college is like a living proof of it, right? Like I'll have a conversation with a, you know, 19-year-old player I'm coaching, um, a former NBA player who wants to work out, a recruit. And I'm like, it's all basketball, right? Or, Absolutely. you know, NBA GMs and, and high school coaches. And so to me, I think the idea is that excellence is excellence and women should you know, aim to achieve the highest goals that they can in the world of sports. Do I think there'll be women playing in the NBA? I don't. I think let's make the WNBA as great as it can be. It's a little different than the NBA, but I do think we're going to have women coaches in the NBA. I think we have women GMs. Um, I think we're going to continue to have 
you know, men's basketball players who support their daughters and women's basketball players in general. And I think that's really the legacy, you know, of Kobe and, and where we want to get to with this. But I, I mean, I'm glad he would say something like that. I think he, he wanted to put something out there that's kind of bold and extreme. But I think the goal is to get the WNBA where, you know, where, where we think it can go in terms of exposure and, you know, financial resources. And, and I'm just my thing is basketball continuing to be one of those ambassadors for the synergy of, of the game, you know, men's and women's. Well, absolutely. Cause that can affect society as a whole. And that's a really excellent take on it. I mean, the dub has been uh, phenomenal for a long time. If, if you were a fan of Kobe growing up, you got into the dub pretty early. And so absolutely it's, it's growing more than ever right now with the ESPN documentary with the slam 25th anniversary cover and particularly the way that NBA players are supporting it. You don't see that in other professional sports. And I think that's where that synergy uh, can really come in as well. And, and quite frankly, it's just to anyone listening, it's, it's an incredibly exciting league. I have a blast watching it and uh, couldn't recommend tuning in more highly as well as the college team got to cover the USC women's team and they got some ballers on that team. So uh, stay tuned for sure, especially with new incredible coach Lindsay here. So Lindsay, you know, I think this might be final question of the day here and it, actually ties into what you were speaking about. Um, So what do you think that sports journalists and fans can learn from Kobe's support of the women's game to become a better support or advocate and overall how doing this can impact sports and society as a whole? That's a great question. I mean, I think the numbers bear it out. I don't claim to be an expert, but just kind of someone uh, who's a really interested sort of involved person uh, cover the game more. Um, there's no question that um, the, the, it shows, it's proven that the more we cover the women's game, the more the viewership rises, that there is a market for it, right? That it's not just a values proposition anymore, which, you know, in, in college it is, there's, you know, we deserve equal, you know, treatment and equal uh, resources. But, but when you turn talk about the pros, which is a, you know, a financial kind of, it, it's a financial model, it's a business, it's proven that that the more women's games are covered, the more female athletes that are covered, there is an audience for it. There are people who want to spend marketing dollars. There are fans who want to, you know, buy jerseys. And so I, I would say to journalists who I know don't get to choose everything, but like editors and people in positions of power, you know, feature these stories because, um, you know, that there are there is an audience for it. And I think, you, you know, Kobe was the biggest, um, the biggest star, the biggest influencer to say, hey, I just love this game, you know, and I'm involved in it, but other people following suit has helped to grow the game. And, and, and hopefully that the dollars and the, you know, the, the people with the resources will continue to follow. And that's how the game will grow. I think it's um, you know, there's, there's proof in it. And then I would say to people, I've never met very many people who have come to a women's college basketball game or a WNBA game and not been racing to find out how they can come back. They love it. It's the connection with the players feel a connection to them it's the quality of the play it's the 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 you know the the type of 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 game and the style that it is people want to come back so so make that first attempt at it watch it attend it and i and i think um you know that'll help to grow the game because there's not a lot of people who who say i'm not coming back they all want to come back Oh, I couldn't agree with you more on that. I got to cover a USC women's game last year and uh, I can't wait to do it again for sure. Love writing articles about them and just really great sport, really fun to watch, uh, graceful, stylish, just 
I don't know. It adds a whole other aspect to the game and it's really awesome. Since we do have a bit of time here, I got one more surprise question. So Kobe, a little bit more technical talks in basketball here. So with Kobe's game, you know, obviously guys like Anthony Davis, they're using their size. They're six foot 11 with Kobe's game. There was obviously a lot of footwork, a lot of shooting touch, uh, a lot of understanding of the game from a mental perspective. So I was wondering in your uh, perspective, which women's player either in the WNBA or that you've coached is the most similar to Kobe's game and why? Oh, wow. That's a really, uh, it's a great question. Um, just, you mentioned WNBA first. So the first person that I, I think of is Jewel Lloyd. I know she, nice. um, she spent a lot of time around him as well, but when you talk about the, the nuances of being able to get to your spot, use your footwork, use angles, um, her style of game, you know, sort of being a, a, score from the wing, but also able to create for other people. Um, I think, you know, she's the one who, whose game right away just sort of came to, came to my mind. Um, but, uh, I, I think you see little pieces of his mentality in a lot of different people. Right. Um, I think it's, it's become synonymous with just, just mental toughness, um, that Mamba mentality. So I think you see that woven, but I would say just as far as footwork, you know, angles, all the nuances of the game, just player for player. I would say Jewel probably is, is the person whose game matches up maybe the most, the most closely just off the top of my head. That's amazing. Uh, I'll definitely be tuning into her game a little bit more closely after hearing that as well. I do know her affinity for Kobe, but hearing it from your perspective is great. Lindsay, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I love to give people their flowers at the end as well. So, you know, for coming on and just the work you've done in the double, in the NBA, coaching the Cleveland Cavaliers in the women's collegiate game, uh, the success with the Cal Golden State Bears. And now what you're going to do with USC, again, I got to cover them. I know the talent here combined with your skill set uh watch out for the usc women's basketball program the women of troy it's going to be something really special and so Lindsay, tell everyone where can we find you these days uh on socials or wherever yep so i'm at coach Lindsay g that's both my instagram and my twitter um and usc wbb uh is our is our program uh handle so hopefully everyone will follow i'm really big on transparency so uh definitely people can see what we're about what we're doing um, you know, learn about the personalities on our team, but I think we're, we're uh, poised to do something special. So I'm looking forward to the journey with our Trojan fans and, and, and everyone else who wants to hop on board. Absolutely. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing today. Uh, as I said earlier, all proceeds that I'm personally able to make will go to the Mamba and Mambasita Sports Foundation to keep supporting uh, women's sports. And if you've listened to this whole thing and you're not motivated by that, uh, you know, go watch a nice WNBA game or some NCAA women's college basketball coming up soon. Yeah, for definitely. Sure. So thank you so much for coming on, Lindsay. Thank you. Mamba out. Mamba forever. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.